In a world where options are limitless, but time is not, two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center, this is Binge or Cringe. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And I don't know how I really feel about Netflix telling me what's the top ten being watched this week or not. It's like, I'll be the judge of that. But sometimes I, I'm entertained by it, just well, by what I see. As much as, the, like... The suggestions. Netflix really is like a pusher. Like, oh yeah, they they're constantly. If you liked this, then you'll like this. Um, this is what's new to Netflix. Like, like ro- romantic comedy set in New York. Here are some. Like, they. I think they understand like the deep cavern of content that yes. they have, and they know that people aren't just going to keep digging through that. Some, sometimes they want to be spoon-fed. So I guess it's just another way that you can just be like, here, try this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like that? Well, here's a bowl of it. There you go. So Jim kept saying, did you watch the Lovebirds? Did you watch the Lovebirds? I was like, why are you pushing Lovebirds on me? He's in the top ten. You should watch the Lovebirds. He could have just said, I've already seen the Lovebirds, and you'll find it funny. But I mean, no. He, he could have. But why bother? But, so, but as you let Jim know on a regular basis, he did it the wrong way. Yes, he certainly <laughs> did. Wow, did he not ever do it the wrong way. Anyway, so it is about a couple that's been together for about four years, and they're both hilarious, and they decide to break up. Just boom, we're done. They're on their way to a party. Boom, they're going to break up. Why, okay. Why do they want to break up? Uh, you have to see it. Okay. Um, And as they're in the midst of their breakup conversation, they happen to hit a guy on a bicycle. Well, I know. That's a dark turn. Isn't it, though? Is he, did they kill him? They did not kill okay. him. Right, well, they that's... hit him. They did not kill him. And so they go, hey, guy, are you all right? And they pick up uh, his phone is laying next to him. They pick up his phone to call 911. He's like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, wait. Is this the one that was supposed to go to theaters? I don't know. The the guy from... um. Oh, the big sick. I, I'm trying to. I want to say he was in um, Silicon Valley. For, yeah, yeah, this was supposed to go to theaters. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, that is. I rem, I remember seeing a preview when it was supposed to come into theaters back when theaters were a thing. Okay, I I, I know what you're talking about now. Anyway, uh, so they hit they hit a guy and they go to see he's okay. And he's he takes off on the bike. He says, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Don't call the police. And they're like, what? And while they're still questioning this, another guy walks up with purpose and says, I'm a cop. That's a bad guy. I need your car. Now, mind you, didn't show a badge. Turns out he was a cop. But still, didn't show a badge. And he takes off in the car and finds the guy on the motor, on the, not the motorcycle, the bicycle, and hits him. Then rolls back over him, then hits him, then rolls back over him, over and over and over. And mind you, he's got two witnesses in the car, and like, that's not going well. I've thought about that scenario before, and I've always been just a little bit afraid that if somebody was like, I'm a police officer, I have to commandeer this vehicle, that it's really just a guy that wants to steal my car. He has he has no like justification to do it, and like I've just seen $17,000 drive away. Yeah. Like, but, I mean, you, you, you were saying it drives over the so, um So what happens is they're in the middle of a breakup. They've known each other for four years. They're in the middle of a breakup. And all of a sudden, 
they're still in the car when someone is clearly murdering someone else with their car. And then that at, guy leaves. At that point, like, if I'm not behind the wheel, like... They were not. A- am I liable in any way to the... Well, here's the thing. As a- they pointed out... Am I murder out, adjacent, like, there? Or? She is uh, an African-American woman, and he is a brown man, as she called him. And she said, there's no way. Look at us. Who's going to believe us? Basically saying, no, it wasn't us. Somebody commandeered our vehicle and killed that man. Yes, and they are standing in front of the car going to the guy, is he really dead? When a couple happens to see them and they call 911 saying, we're not saying they did it, because, but they, but they aren't white. But that's not why we think that they did it. We think they did it because they're still standing here in front of their car and the guy's dead. And so that's kind of funny. Anyway, the the interplay between the two stars, very funny. And they often have their own conversations in the midst of drama. So they decide the police will never believe them and that they have to figure out what's going on and so on and so forth. And comedy ensues, and uh, of course they they stay together because they're meant to be. And it's very entertaining, and it's much more entertaining than I expected it to be. It, the like I said, I I have not seen the film. the The preview, at a minimum, uh, at least had like a peaked interest going. Well, I mean that doesn't doesn't look not funny, right? Now it's not laugh riot. I'm going to cry laughing. That kind of thing. And it's not that we haven't seen this kind of story before, but the two stars, their interplay is great. It's much like in His Girl Friday, which, again, I realize you probably haven't seen, but it's Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell, who are not in this Netflix film. In that film, they are talking over each other, and yet you can understand them both at the same time. I'm sure there's a word that says what that is. That happens throughout this. Banter. Something like maybe it's the timing. They're both saying it, yet you can, you got two ears. You can hear what both of them are saying, and the the beautiful interplay of language in Lovebirds is worth your time, and it's amusing. And more or less in this style of comedy, like if you do not have a certain degree of chemistry with mm-hmm. the the other co lead, like it kind of makes or breaks your film. Like yes. if if in the movie and it, it, this is obviously not a romance in 48 hours, if if we don't buy like that, Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte like are angry at each other and like we don't enjoy kind of I their, buy that Nick Nolte's always angry. I he probably wasn't playing a character <laughs> like that just they, they were just like, Eddie, go irritate him. And he's like, OK, okay. Um, it, it's it's essential <laughs> that we we want to hear these characters like inter- the the Lethal Weapon movies, mm-hmm. like Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Like if we don't like that, then like it, it what you're telling me, the story about this is not like an engaging, you know, Agatha Christie esque like, you know, mystery. It it just kind of is. It's an excuse for them to do funny yes. or stupid things. That's exactly yeah. what it is. And it is entertaining. And had I have seen this in a theater. And had I, well, there are very few movies I would ever want to pay full price for. If I'd gone to a matinee and seen this, I'd 
perfectly fine. I would have been satisfied with it. But you're, it. you're even happier that it, it was on Netflix. And yes. Like, you just didn't have to pay anything for it. Well, I'm always though, I did, because I do pay for Netflix. Right, but I, okay, like, d- divide that by how many movies or shows that you watch on Netflix, oh like, out of the month. And I'm just saying, like, the, the 35 cents that you had to pay for it, was mm-hmm. it worth that 35 cents? <laughs> it totally was. Okay. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens about what is worth watching. Now, again, you've heard of the great British baking show, right? I've heard of it. All right. Well, they have another one. And the even greater British baking show? Sort of. And I'm trying. Is that it? That's not it. No, it's not the Garden Revival. This is just really going to bug me because I can't, I don't recall the names of anyone in it. And I can't tell you if it was on Netflix or Hulu. It was on one of them. But it was done in the same style as well, the that great... Well, that narrows it down. I know. I know. If you have not seen the great bit British Bake Off or baking show, whatever it is, you've got a funny guy who is not technically a host. And the funny guy was on uh, several different British comedies that if you're not into British comedies, you don't know who he is. But he is a genuinely funny guy, kind of quirky. So you've got the funny guy who talks to all the contestants. And then you have the host, and then you have the co-host, and then you have the people who are known for whatever they're doing, okay? And for the, the baking one, the three who are leading the show really work well together. And, like, the jokes land. People have, like, so many hours to make the perfect cake and all that stuff. And they're these beautiful creations that I would have no patience in making. Well, this is the same concept, only none of the same people. And as Jim starts it, he goes, oh, well, I see. You don't have to be attractive to be on TV in Great Britain. <laughs> he's, he's right. And what the show is, is fascinating. I, I will chime in on, like, I, I haven't watched the, the cooking show. But I've one got of my, to find out what it's One called. of my boys was watching, uh, I think it was Lego Masters. And they're like, you have 10 hours to prepare. And I'm just like... Oh, man. You know, as much as I like Legos and, you know, I'm fascinated by their concept, I really think after about like three and a half, I'd just be like, Ah. I'm done. I'm done with this. It's called The Big Flower Fight. Okay, so I had the title completely wrong. But it is completely based on the other show. It's, It's exactly the same thing. Not, not a spinoff, just bait. No, it's the same same, formula. Okay. It's just the same formula, but a different thing. And what was interesting about this, uh, I didn't care about the people at all. (laughs) I really didn't. But what they were doing. Which is problematic. Intrigued me. I didn't care about the hosts. I didn't didn't care about any of it. At a minimum, you probably, if I'm making a show, you want to like the host or care. Or something. No. The Big Flower Fight, this is just the first season. What they did was they got 10 pairs of florists, sculptors, and garden designers. So the florists are not necessarily sculptors. And yet, they each had to make something like a giant insect full of flowers. As in... 20 feet tall and so they had all this metal that had to be welded together and then they had to keep the plants alive and they had to create this and that so in some cases you had people who 
they're really great with, let's say, dried flowers and live flowers, but they're not great with building Metallurgy stuff. And, yeah. yeah. Which, but it was, which is a weird skill set. Like, yes. to just be like, listen, I need you to know about botany and how to make metal malleable. Exactly. And form it into things. Also, I need you to be able to shoot a gun while you're skiing downhill. Mm-hmm. They're like, it was well, like I, that. I've got two out of those three. Mm-hmm. Um, can I? So the big flower fight, uh, when you did a challenge, the winner got best in bloom. I know. Kind of lame. Do, do I do I at least get money after if I'm the best in bloom? Oh, I have no idea. Like you know, do do, do you cut me a five hundred dollar check? There are or something? ten episodes, and I watched almost all of them just to see what the assignment was. Well, I I think I watched the whole first episode, and it's like I don't want to see any more episodes, but I do want to see what they have to make because what they had to make was extraordinary, and things I the kind of thing where it's like oh that's somebody's job. Somewhere, somebody has so much money that they can pay a designer sculptor to make a a living butterfly to put in their enormous maze and just keep it alive. And it's like, huh, that's somebody's job. That's just a weird sentence. I know. And what they had to make was extraordinary. And the guys who won happened to be artists. They really didn't know a lot about plants. They worked in, um, one was a sculptor and one was some other type of artist, but they didn't work in plants. And that's what was so interesting because they designed things differently from everyone else. But what they came up with was extraordinary. They had one thing where you had to have a large creature erupting from the earth. It could be any creature you wanted, but it had to be erupting from the earth and it had to be colorful. They did a T-Rex well, and it was awesome. I'm, I'm going to be honest. My my head goes one of two places when you do that, like T Rex or Godzilla. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I see that. And it was just really cool. And they had to use, like in any of those types of shows, we the show we are going to supply the materials. So it has to be something you choose from here to make your thing. You can't go and get anything extra. So to make teeth, they took bamboo and cut bamboo to look like. T-Rex teeth, and it was just, it was spot on. I mean, you, you mentioned cool, and like basically once you've involved a T-Rex, 85% of your job is done. Mm-hmm. Like if, it, if it's supposed to be cool, like I can't think of an instance that somebody added a dinosaur to something. That I was just like, well, that's dumb. Exactly. Why did you add? What? Who likes dinosaurs? And pretty much, these guys were twenty-five to thirty somewhere in there, and it's like, well, who doesn't like a dinosaur? <laughs> it's pretty why, much this. Why, why are you just zeroing in on that age category? Literally zero to sixty. Who doesn't love dinosaurs? Oh no, that's what they said. They said oh, okay, who doesn't like okay, a dinosaur? I got you. And they're they're the ones that came up with it. And there was an older couple uh, who are participating, and they were always outlandishly dressed. And their stuff was great as well. But it was funny because uh, they were, you know, hating on the younger guys because they're both super creative. And the younger guys just, because they didn't come from flowers, they had a completely different approach on everything. So it's worth... It's worth 20 minutes of your time to see what people can create. And there's dinosaurs. And there's dinosaurs. Is it worth watching every single... No, I just I would have stuck a fork in my eye. But what these people can create, 
those people. What these people could create people. was extraordinary. Their and kind. It made me think, like, wow, I've got roses. I don't... I don't have any chicken wire. All I've done is let them grow out of the ground. I like, know. Why, why am I just like lazing around? Exactly. If I had chicken wire and a welder and then some moss and to keep things. Oh, and this guy, he, he did an irrigation effect. So this will stay alive for 15 years. Like, wow, a path, a path. It's, it is fascinating. So I recommend watching it, but really just seeing the end of each episode to see what everybody made. Because the rest of it's quite ponderous, and I don't care about the drama of this and that. It's, you know, nonsense. As is what what seems to be, I, like, when, whenever you crossbreed, like, a reality show with a game show like that, they, mm-hmm. it's got, you know, what what was it, the MTV, the real world? The, oh, yeah, The one yeah. where they film it's, it's like that. And I'm, like, I don't like real life drama, much less, like, simulated drama that's being filmed for my, and I'm using, uh, quotation fingers, entertainment. Um you know, if I want to watch Jeopardy, like I just I want to hear them really quickly answer the the questions. Like I don't I don't need yeah. to know what they were doing before the the I show. Know. I, I really don't care unless they're hilarious, and if it's not us, they're not. So truth, yeah. Hashtag truth. But just even even for your kids who will have no interest in it at all, I think the boys would find it interesting to see you can make a dinosaur out of anything. To be fair. I think my six-year-old knows that because often, like whenever we do anything, like if we've got, you know, construction paper, like his head goes one of two places and it, this, I want to say it proves my influence. It's usually Batman or a dinosaur. And like, I'm all in on both of those, Mm -hmm. but like anytime we're doing it, like if we have Play-Doh, if we have Legos, if we are drawing on the sidewalk and chalk, Dinosaurs, Batman. All right. It's it's one of those things. Is Batman ever on the dinosaur? I want to say we drew a picture of Batman on a dinosaur, and then they were asking me if it ever happened in a comic book, and I'm like, I don't think so yet. So, again, the what's the title again? The flower something. The big flower fight is worth a small amount of your time just to show you beautiful things that humans can make. Is it worth an investment of, let's say, four hours or six hours to watch all of it? No, and no. She said nay. nay. Yes, I do say nay. But it is worth, I'll say it's worth a half an hour to watch the end of each episode. Okay. Um, so. I mean, that's yeah, it's reasonable enough. Mm-hmm. Don't commit this amount of time to it, but it's at least worth watching the finished project. Just because... I just never thought of plants in that way. I mean, we all saw Edward Scissorhands. You can really cut some shrubs up. You, huh? can, you can do something there. Or but style people's hair. This was different. Like, wow, I didn't think about that. The end. <laughs> oh, well, that's neat. What's what's next? What's Pretty in, much. What's in the top ten? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I'll watch The Lovebirds because that is actually funny. Anyway, so there's that. And you don't have to be attractive. To be on TV. Which is, I guess that's a good lesson. He wasn't wrong. It's it's like learning, you know, inner beauty is the most important kind of beauty. Also, you don't have to be attractive to be on television. Congratulations. And we did have a long conversation over, oh, I thought that was a woman. <laughs> it's not your mother. It's a man, baby. <laughs> well, 
And then we came back around. We had to stop a few times. Not, And this wasn't a judgment call. It was simply, oh, huh, I guess I missed something there. That's all. Fascinating, really. You should play the game along. The the great big flower fight of England or something. Give it a few minutes. I believe that was a battle in the yeah, Revolutionary War. whatever. Uh, After whatever. the tea party. Um... It is mildly amusing. Thank you for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Craven. You've been listening to Binge or Cringe. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.